thinking I needed to go and get some glasses because my I've just been having trouble lately yeah yeah like right now I look at you and I'm seeing double welcome I am your co-host Bradford Barth <laughs> and I'm your host Stephanie Kress <laughs> I didn't even know we started you are that was the plan such a little <laughs> I was still looking at Instagram. <laughs> you little shite. Well, you know, so I got to keep you on your toes. You do. I was actually wondering if you were just recording the entire conversation we just had about my job. No, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be that intrusive <laughs> on your life. I would have had to be like, redact, redact, redact. <laughs> uh, could you edit the whole beginning out, please? Nobody I needs said to know too that. many names. <laughs> and even while I was talking about my job, I ummed a lot, and I don't want to have to edit all those ums. <laughs> Hey. What? I I love that about you, Stephanie. <laughs> I sometimes have to speak carefully <laughs> so that I do not um. <laughs> it makes it very difficult. I will s- <laughs> last week's episode when you were in the groove and being your little giddy self. <laughs> You didn't um so much, but the second you had to stop and think about something, the um would happen. Yeah. So, yeah. it's Apparently, a, I should only talk about Marvel and Avengers because I don't um. Nah, if you're in a good rotation, you won't do it. But the second you, like, it's like every time you look down at your computer to consult your mm-hmm. notes, that's when an um occurs. I bet you if I was filming and watching the film back while I was editing, that would be the case. Yeah, I believe it. So you've had both a good and bad week this week. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, oops. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I get too conscious of it. <laughs> yes, good thing is that I got a promotion at work. Congratulations. And a raise, and that's exciting. Mm-hmm. But the bad thing is it's because my boss left. <laughs> <laughs> and you liked her. And I liked her a lot. And I'm really sad about it. Today was the first day without her there. And it was really sad looking at her dark office. Mm-hmm. But we all went out for drinks last night. And that was fun. Yeah. And sad and whatever. And Steph had but to like cram she, her homework early today. Yeah. But she left the bar and was like still texting me. So I was like, all right, she's not really gone. <laughs> yeah. You'll still have contact. It'll just be more casual than work yeah which ever since she quit our conversations have been very fun <laughs> oh see i've just now been she, like now All she right, can let loose with you we just talk about boys and boning <laughs> and drinks <laughs> mm-hmm. i know all the things it's great i did my civil duty yesterday yes yes i went and i uh had jury duty the halls of justice the halls of justice where i ruled supreme I didn't do anything. I didn't. All in all, it cost me 80 cents to do my job, <laughs> my civic duty. Congrats. Because I don't know how much it costs to charge my car. Mm, sure, yeah. it's maybe a couple bucks. But I don't count that. I was able to get downtown and back home all on a charge. 
And, uh, and yeah, that in the end, the beautiful paper check they give you was 80 cents short of my parking fees. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and I just worked remotely the whole day. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not like I wasn't doing my normal work. Right. I mean, I was not doing as much as I would be, but I still did a lot of the things that I'm responsible for. Good job. Well, also, fun th- fact, when you're down there at Daily, they have free Wi-Fi, mm. and you, you know, put in the username and password. I, I know that username and password, like, I've, it's memorized now because it keeps dropping you off every <laughs> so many minutes, and I had to keep typing it in. I think my computer here actually has it saved, because finally I went and said, yeah, just go ahead and remember it. Yeah. <laughs> So next time you go there, you'll just auto-log in. Oh, they'll probably change it. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see how good they are at that. Next time I have jury duty, what, in three, four years, however long it takes to get back in the rotation. Yeah. I've never had jury duty. Wow. Well, I've been summoned. Yeah. But it was for Iowa, and I lived in Illinois, so I couldn't go. So you told them I now live in Illinois? hmm And then you got your ID for Illinois. and. Yep. So now you need to get summoned to Chicago's. Yeah, hopefully they don't. I don't want to go. It's boring. Yeah. For This is like the third time I've been summoned for jury duty. And this time my panel actually got called. And I'm like, finally, I'm going to get to see what the other half of this is like. You know, when, when was... they tell me they don't <laughs> want me. So they made us line up like they did the first people in the morning. The bailiff took us out into the hallway, walked us down past the elevators and around the corner, and she's like, all right, so you guys are going home. (laughs) (laughs) So when I call your name, come grab your check, make sure everything's okay, and you are free to go. (laughs) Nice. And I'm like, ah, another day spent in the halls of justice doing no justice. (laughs) (laughs) Your presence was justified. Yeah, I don't think they wanted me because they probably saw me wearing my Deadpool shirt and did not want my type of justice. <laughs> Ooh, good tip. <laughs> I think in 30 Rock, she went to jury duty dressed as uh, Princess Leia. Yeah. So she would be the crazy person they wouldn't want her to be on jury. <laughs> but then she ended up being on one, probably? I can't remember. Probably. It was probably like a case about cosplay. It would have been funny. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I didn't do my homework at all this week because I was very, it was a week. It was party. And last night I was partying. Well, I got home like 7.38. I didn't get home that late. Yeah, you said you tried to start your homework, but then you wanted to go to bed. Yeah, well, I, I started my homework at like 11, 11.30, but then people kept texting me and I couldn't, and I was like in an in-depth conversation, and so I couldn't concentrate on doing that, and I just went to bed and chatted with people until midnight and went to sleep. Nice. So, but I had enough time to do it, so I had more than enough time. Yeah, it's because I don't get here on t- the earliest of times all the time. So good to know I can shirk my responsibilities sometimes. Wow. (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) I still did my responsibility. I just didn't do it early. 
Now uh-huh. it's even fresher in my mind. Yes, it is, you Cylon. Oh, I should read a Hulk dad text. <laughs> Was that the one you sent me? Yeah. It, uh, you know, I, d- I failed to read that like Hulk dad in my brain because it was just too good. The content was great. The content's great. So Hulk dad texted me yesterday at like six. Just seen your doppelganger at gas station. Wanted to say something, but didn't want to freak her out. The brunette clone. It was freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> and that, my friends, is part of the reason I started this podcast. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. All my doppelgangers. That I- you feeling okay? I'm I'm good. All right. Well, I'm a little tired. Okay. Any specific reason? It's been a stressful week. Just stress? Emotionally draining. Like no medical related issues or anything <laughs> no. like that? No, I don't have a respiratory illness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, like you're not coughing up blood or anything? Uh, uh-uh. Okay. Yeah, write your little notes so what down are, to Dr. Leakey. What are what are we talking about uh, this week? In Not Orphan podcast? Black. <laughs> We're talking about Battlestar Galactica, right? It's okay. Yes, yes. I just needed to make a little note okay. here. Just making sure I watched the right thing. Otherwise, it's going to be a weird podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so this first Cylon named Sarah Manning. <laughs> so yeah, this episode is the 10th episode of season one. We're almost done with season one. We're getting there. Yeah, we are. I think it's 13 episodes total. It's called The Hand of God, or just Hand of God. And a lot of things meeting up this week for me then. If this episode's Hand of God, I didn't even realize that that was the name of the episode. Yeah. I watched this week's Flash, and it was called Godspeed. A lot of God stuff going on for me. (laughs) Sorry? My goodness. I finished season five of The Americans this week, and I only have one season left, and I'm very sad. Any God stuff in there? Yes, because there is a Pastor Tim, and I fucking hate him. <laughs> is he possible spoilers? I can't say anything about The Americans. It is like the most spoilery show ever. Okay. But we should do it, because it would... When we run out of Orphan Black and, and Battlestar, we should do all that entire show. Yeah, in, in like four years. Mm-hmm. When we run out of all that stuff. We'll just, we'll just do the, after we finish, after we run out of everything, we'll just do the Americans. and It'll just be the Americans podcast. For every week. Yep. Until we get from. It's, from it's six seasons. We'd have like six seasons, like 13 episodes each. Okay. So. That'd be a good. Like a little year. more than a year. Yeah. Uh, six seasons, thirteen. Yeah, it's fifty-two weeks in a year. It'd I don't be, know, man. Almost be. T- <laughs> 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 we could get a good two years out of it okay, if we cool. went every week with no breaks. Cool. Just saying. <laughs> I don't know math. Excuse me. Um. But yeah, because like you know, they're spies, so they wear different disguises and they're different people in several different episodes. Yes, the doubles could be their the double aspect would be their alternate identities. Yes, thank you. Mansplaining. Whilst whilst, they, whilst the, they lie about being Americans. Never seen an episode, but just from the title of it, that is what I. They are Russian spies from, in from the during the Cold War. And Carrie Russell. It's got to be horrible. Is amazing. And so is being Philip, in a cold name, war, always having to worry about covering up and well, Russia's very cold. Staying warm. 
You're so funny. Hilarious. Do they wear a lot of gloves? <laughs> Actually, I'm still emotionally compromised from something that happened in season four, and I'm never going to get over it ever in my life. I still think about it every day. <laughs> Was that when Roger Rabbit got framed? Yep. Okay. <laughs> when you watch it, you will know. All of you. Those of you who have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. I'm still upset. Just pointing at you right now. I'm pointing at you. The one or two people that know. I'll have to start watching it. I have access to it. It's on Prime. Just got to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once you get going in it, like I was trying to space it out and watch like one or two episodes on the weekend. And then I, after I got through season one, I was just like, well, guess I'm <laughs> watching a season a day. <laughs> <laughs> that cliffhangery, huh? It's like I can stop here. It was like it got through like half of season one, and I was like, oh, "It's picking up. Things, things are going." Credits roll. No, I must know what happens and next. Season four was probably oh, season four was so good. I mean, it's all so good. I don't even know. Kind of makes hear, you miss sitcoms, right? Where it's a story packaged into one episode that most likely does not lead into the next, and you can stop and go to the next day. No, I prefer episodic. I like getting deeply involved in seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I wa- yeah, I watched all season five. This this one I didn't do over one day. It was like a couple days. But season four was all like one weekend. Season three was all one weekend. <laughs> I think season two was also one weekend. It doesn't help because Stacy's also watching it. So we were like trying to line up our watching. Yeah. And so that we so we talk about it. Right. So and she has familial uh responsibilities that she needs to take care of. Well, we're not watching it at the same time. Like oh. not together. Because she was watching it with her husband and then. And then talking to her girlfriend about how things went down. Yes. And then we would occasionally be lining up around the same time. Anyway, this isn't about the Americans. This is about Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) Right. So previously on Battlestar Galactica. Oh, what happened? It's been nine days since Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down. That's my first fun fact. Cool. We are currently running out of fuel. No, am I? My uh, my bottle's still pretty full. <laughs> I mean, I have enough fuel here the, right the f- now. The fleet? Oh, the fleet is running out of uh-huh. fuel. Okay. I was going to say, I still have like a half a tank of gas in my car. <laughs> 2,000 plus miles. You're so funny. <laughs> not, not to brag. But. There's 36. They've been in space for 36 days. And their fuel, their tilium fuel reserves are down to 5%. It is a very rare ore, so it's really hard to find. And they only have enough fuel for two more jumps to get away from. Thank you for mansplaining that. (laughs) I don't mansplain, I'm a woman. (laughs) It's a rare ore, which means it's hard to find. Webster Dictionary (laughs) defines rare. Well, I said rare ore weirdly. Maybe people didn't understand the words that I said. Rare ore? I think you had a nice thing. You're not like rarer. Rarer? Rarer. Rarer. Bagel. (laughs) You said it right this time. (sighs) So, (laughs) if they do run out, uh, they would use their last fuel to jump to the nearest planetary system and pray that they find a habitable planet. But they'd be super duper targets for Cylons if that happens. Right, because you're dead in the water. Yes. And President Roslin is giving this 
information as a press conference. But while she's doing so, she starts seeing snakes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Because actually, this is the craft. <laughs> we forgot to tell you. We're, yes. we're in the craft now. Corn snakes. I think I saw a ball python. I think I saw a boa constrictor. Um, nothing too insane. I don't know. They're crawling all over her podium. Mm-hmm. And she's freaking out a little bit. She abruptly ends the press conference because she is just freaking. Can't concentrate. Yeah. Um, Could you concentrate with all those snakes no, crawling all around Especially you? not if I'm trying to public speak. Okay. So, but if it's private speak, you'd be like, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) If it was private speak, I'd I'd probably be like, look at all these fucking snakes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Settle down. (laughs) We've already got one guy that has a line with snakes. We don't need you adding to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, then Samuel Jackson comes in. Who put all... (laughs) Look at all these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking Colonial One. Podium. Don't forget podium. I said Colonial One. Podium. You got to put the podium there. He could have called it a plane. (laughs) I was saying Colonial One because he said plane. Yeah. And I was using the specific term of the plane they were on, which was Colonial One. You mean space vessel? Yes. Okay. Space plane. So do you think she's been infected by nanobots and they're making her have visions now? <sighs> nope. She could have been, you know. Leobin could have left some nanobots behind. <laughs> Leobin impregnating her with <laughs> nanobots. Oh. <laughs> they're... <laughs> they're... Boomer and Crashdown are sweeping an asteroid field. They're on sweep 87. They haven't found anything, and they're getting very frustrated. Who was on the dustpan? What? Well, they're both not sweeping. Somebody's got to have the dustpan, right? Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's just where my brain went. When you like they're sweeping an asteroid field, I instantly had a picture of Boomer with a broom (laughs) sweeping. Broomer. Yep, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) They are looking for Tyrion. They're looking for Tyrion? Tyrion. I don't know. We were talking about Game of Thrones a few minutes ago. (laughs) We were. Uh, Tilium, right? That's how you say it. Okay. He hits the computer and suddenly they find a big old jackpot of Tilium in an asteroid. However, as they approach, they see lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of Cylons. Yep. Oops. Well, I don't think they would have said oops. It was more like, oh, shit. (laughs) Golly gee, guys. Golly gee. Almost had it. Crash down. Almost were there. Golly golly gee. Golly gee, willikers, Batman. The gods just don't like us enough. Golly gee. Stark. That was well. Captain America. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to say a DC line. That's mm-hmm. not what we're about in this house. We're house Marvel. <laughs> Thanos is coming. <laughs> Thanos is coming. Oh my God, Brad. In one week, I'm going to be seeing it. 
17 times. No, like literally at this exact moment in time in one week, I will be watching it. How far in will you be? It's currently 8.54 at this exact moment. I'll be like maybe an hour and a half, two hours in. All right. Probably crying, curled into a position. You don't know that yet. You don't know that yet. I don't know. Chris Evans said he cried three times watching the first hour. (laughs) Well, that's because he lost a job. (laughs) (laughs) That's when he realized it was over. (laughs) Now what's he going to do? He's typecast as a superhuman. And how many superhuman movies are there? None. (laughs) He already did two so far. I'm, I'm saying beyond the Marvel Universe. He'll figure it out. I'm, yeah. I don't think he's going to be hurting for jobs or money anytime soon. <laughs> it's true. Hopefully he's invested smartly. Yes. So it figures that the Cylons are sitting on the only thing with enough Tilium to last them a couple years. As they estimated from their, their sweeping. Yep. They're sweeping, yes. Push brooms or... So they- <laughs> <laughs> She's so upset with me right now. You've never seen eyes roll as hard as I have. <laughs> so they start coming up with other options, but they don't really have any good ones. Adama says we take it from the Cylons. We'll catch them with their pants down. Cylons don't wear pants. <laughs> they wear dresses. <laughs> they do. Toasters just go in the buff. Yep. Showing all their metal bits. And Ty says, if we fail, it's end of game. He got the title wrong. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know. He's really early. He was close, (laughs) though. Points points for being so close on that that guess. (laughs) We're in the end of game now. Dang it, Ty. Ty. Got it wrong. (laughs) God, Ty. You got We're in the fracking end of game. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear you try a tie Thanos is coming. Can you do that for me? Can you make me happy right now and just do your best attempt at tie saying Thanos is coming? Tie? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Thanos is coming. (laughs) No, it didn't work. Maybe you need to throw a fracking in there. Thanos is fracking coming. (laughs) That's closer. Yeah. I have to get into the tie. You can't just spring it on me. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Stacy sent me a picture of Maria Hill and Nick Fury from Spider-Man. Oh, were they two piles of dust on the ground? (laughs) They need to be swept. (laughs) Boomer. (laughs) Boomer and crash down. Cook, clean up on Sixth Sixth Avenue. That's hard to say when you're trying to be funny. No, they're alive. Oh. They're looking at Peter Parker going. They look very annoyed. Mm Mm-hmm. You'd think they'd be more annoyed with Peter Porker, but (laughs) I suppose in in this dimension, he's not around yet. Anyway, Adama says we don't fail. It's not the end of game. <laughs> Adama goes to talk to Starbuck, who is doing a briefing. I didn't really, I didn't write any other note there. Who knows what they were doing? 
Starbuck is doing a briefing. Adama comes to talk to her. Good job, Stephanie. The end. <laughs> Apparently, it just wasn't a very necessary I think scene. it was him telling her, I need you to come talk to, I need you for this meeting. I think that's all it was. Yeah. So. This brainstorm that they're going to have? Yeah. Um, but first, Roslyn is meeting with priest lady i don't know what you want to call her (laughs) let's call her the priestess the priestess all right she's like the religious fanatic who knows all the things about their scripture and stuff so all right reverend fine i give in no i like priestess okay priestess because she's cool they meet with she's i they meet with the priestess and she talks and rosalind talks about her dreams and the things that she saw, but then now she's seeing things when she's awake. And she says she saw about a dozen snakes crawling over her podium. And the priestess is like, oh my god, really? Did you ever read the Pythia scriptures? And Rosalind's like, no. And she's like, okay, well, Pythia wrote about the exile of the human people. That there was a leader who would guide the humans. Who they gave a vision of serpents numbering two and ten as a sign of things to come. And then she also wrote about the leader suffering from a wasting disease who would not live to see the new land. But you're not sick, are you? (laughs) Yes. I just like how... (laughs) You put the priestess, who has this beautiful title we've just given her, and you talked about how wise she is. But then you just... (laughs) You just went Valley Girl. I can't like, help it. Oh my god! Let me tell you something. <laughs> have, have you read the priest? Have you read the Pythia Scrolls? I just miss Tinnifer. <laughs> Here's this wise and all-knowing religious goddess. Why can't a Valley Girl be a wise, all-knowing religious goddess? Can I tell you something? <laughs> have you read the Pythia Scrolls? Let me tell you. <laughs> like, oh my god you're typecasting brad anybody can be a priestess <laughs> it's just it's funny because i've seen the scene and it definitely does not play out like that at all i think it was pretty accurate <laughs> she didn't go oh my god <laughs> like, i'm editorializing like, the scene like can i tell you something <laughs> anyway she's like you're not sick are you and rosalyn's like teehee nope she doesn't say anything, actually. No, I just take Kamala extract for the fun of it. Gotta have the visions. <laughs> I might have a problem. I was thinking about enrolling in, like, a 12-day thing, you know, to get off the sauce. Uh-huh. That's what Rosalind was saying. That is true. Why can't I find this gift that I want? I, Stephanie is just she needs to respond <laughs> anyway whatever I can't find it fast enough uh-huh. <laughs> uh, some okay so then they are all planning their attack on the Cylons Starbucks says it's a perfect plan the one that they came up with lots of mumbo jumbo I didn't write down <laughs> I know the plan do you know the original plan before she interjects no she, but it won't work, she says. It's fine. They talked, they said like five things. What was the original plan? I don't remember. It, either way, it doesn't matter because they have a new plan. 
Oh, I know the okay. I know the plan as it is. Yeah, as as we think it's going to be. Yes, exactly. The one un- they discuss until it's truly revealed. Uh, Ty is like, "When did you graduate from War College?" And then she teases him about, "Oh, how's married life treating you?" Oh. And then Adama's like, "Hey, now, everyone, chill out. You're a rock star." Adama says he wants Starbuck in there because she's not weighed down by conventional thinking. Mm-hmm. And all due respect, gentlemen, but we're not as crazy as she is. Starbuck says we need to make the Cylons patrols as part of their plan and to use civilian ships as decoys posing as a mine fleet. And then they can send Galactica in and the Vipers to come in from behind and obliterate the base because they won't be able to rearm and refuel if they destroy the base. Right. And they do anticipate some casualties, and it's possible that even, even if they destroy the base, the Cylons could come back with reinforcements, but if they knock out the facility, they'll have a chance to get all their fuel. Seems like a good plan. Yeah. Oh. So they're going to throw a decoy in there, lure them away, mm-hmm. sneak in behind, and ruin everything for the Cylons. See. Si. Da. Da. <laughs> I will say all the languages. How many more ways can you say yes? Ooh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Suki's holding my hand. It's very cute. Actually, I'm holding her hand. More accurate. Suki doesn't have a hand. <laughs> <laughs> We've already discussed this in a previous episode. <laughs> Thanks to a certain trio of brothers oh, that yes. had a long discussion about <laughs> cat hands or what was cat. It was dog hands or a human head. It was like human hands or a human head. Right. So the cats would have to have the human face and the dogs were going to have hands, right? Yep. Although it should Or no, it was maybe it was like a ta- maybe it was talking? Well, they were saying if it had a human head, it would talk. Oh, okay. That's and, right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's going to ow, that's going to go way off. Yep. Base ow. I hurt my foot. Well, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Your sweet rabbit's now upset. I know I hit him in the face. Ugh. I'm wearing Rocket Record socks for anyone who's confused by About whatever sweet I just rabbit. said. Yeah. I said Sweet Rabbit. Oh, yeah. And you said, yeah, hit him in the face. And we're all talking about your foot. So obviously people were going to be confused, but now it's all clear. Yep. So, Adama says, sometimes you have to roll a hard six. Anyway, Roslyn approves the plan, which will start in 48 hours. They discuss it with Gaius. Great. Gaius knows best. Uh huh. Who goes to his happy place with Head Six, who's giving him a massage. She says God knows how to destroy the base, but he doesn't take sides, so she's not sure. <laughs> so she's not sure she can just tell him. Mm-hmm. And then she cracks his neck, and he comes back to the present. And he kind of looks at the the map. Of the base, and he points at something, and I was like, "That's where you hit it." Hmm. <laughs> yep. And then Gaius wanders out of the hallway, and Head Six is appears to talk to him. She's very proud of him, but he says God didn't speak to him; he just picked a random spot for them to bomb. So the fate of the entire human race depends upon my wild guess. I have a theory. Sure. It wasn't a wild guess, because we already know he's infected with nanobots. 
And six, head six, or nanobot six, as she should be known as, <laughs> has a link to the collective of all Cylons. So she knew where the spot was and directed him via her nanobot technology. Why would the Cylons want to blow themselves up? It's a trap, cat and mouse. They're giving him false confidence so they can take them out later. Ronald D. Moore disagrees with you. Okay. The creator of the show. Yeah? Mm-hmm. That, what, about nanobots or that they wanted to give them a leg up? That they wanted to give them a leg up. Okay. Peace. Where's that note? <laughs> He has stated numerous times that the Cylons are not letting the fleet escape, but are actively trying to destroy it all the time. Yeah. So why would they let them do this? It's a, you know, false sense of security. No, they would rather just kill them all immediately. They don't want to but give them anything special But they didn't have everybody there treatment. yet, you know, so it's like, you know, you, you lure them in, you give them a treat, they roll around in it and, and have fun because it's catnip and the, and, and the people from Caprica are cats. No. And now they're all disoriented <laughs> and then we come in with all of our ships and we pew, pew, pew them. You're thinking too science-minded. You have to think about the religious aspect of the show. I am Team Gaius. Yeah, and Gaius believes now. Well, everybody has a stumble every now and then. But the, a big part of the show is the scripture and the religious side of it i know so your theory does not work very well my theory works fine it reminds me of a great tweet i saw this week i'd have to go find it oh. can't do that no but anyway. uh, so starbuck is doing some physical therapy oh i forgot all about silent opera occupied caprica Let's go to them really quick before I get into the. For the three seconds? Yeah, before I get into the rest of this episode. Can I, can I sum up Silent Occupied Capricorn? Yeah. Can I do that for you? Yeah. Can I take this load off your shoulders? Sure. So, here's what happens on Silent Occupied Caprica. Uh, what are we calling her Sharon on Silent? Sharon. Okay. Sharon and. Hilo. Hilo arrive at a barn. It's raining. Mm-hmm. Like it has been for so many times before that. They're now out of the sewers. Yes. They go up into the loft of the barn where they're going to rest and, and catch up to, you know, some strengths. And uh, there's some food chatter. Nothing really special. Uh-huh. And then Hilo wakes up, or Sharon. Sharon wakes up to the sound of... No, you forgot a critical part. Did I? Sharon feels sick and she oh, pukes. Oh, that's right. She does. She threw up. And he asks her okay, if so she wasn't has taking a, her medicine. Sharon has a bit of morning sickness. That's how I read that. I'm just saying right now. That's how you're supposed to I read think it, she's probably. Prego, yeah. But she's a Cylon. How can she get pregnant? Science. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Continue. So then they fall asleep and then she wakes up to the sound of marching and uh, they look out the barn door <laughs> because they're in the loft yeah. of a barn. And then Hilo, did you grow up in a barn? Hilo brings out his binoculars and sees a Model 6 and says, I thought we killed her. I saw all the blood in her lap. 
And <laughs> just right in her lap. Just right in her lap. <laughs> That's what he said. And then all the toasters marching behind her. And then Sharon's like, we gotta go. And they jump off of the, the uh, loft of the barn. And they run again. Correct. Back to Galactica. <laughs> Bye. No, they're running to Delphi. Yeah, well, yeah, they're still okay. The yes. big D. <laughs> they're still trying Not to get Delphine, but still Delphi. trying to get to Delphi to get a ship to get off the. Planet. And they said they have eight, they're eight to ten days away if they move fast. But they need to rest. They did need to rest. Yes, and Sharon's pregnant. Someone's so pregnant. You yeah, gotta, you got to take a chill pill there. Mm-hmm. You don't want to lose the baby. <laughs> the miracle child. <laughs> All right, back to Galactica. Thanks for that brief recess to Silent Occupied Caprica, Brad. No problem. Here, I'll ring the bell, and it's time to get back to class. <laughs> Starbuck is doing physical therapy on her knee, and Adama, uh, she because she's ready to get back in her Viper, Adama says, or the doctor says, no, you're not ready. And she's like, yeah, I'm totally ready. I'm fine. How can she be ready? She apparently just took her knee off so she could do physical therapy <laughs> upon, on top of it. Wait, what? You said she's doing <laughs> physical therapy on her knee, which means she physically removed her knee, put it on the floor, and then she started doing physical therapy. That is not what I meant knee. at all, and you know it. <laughs> but that's what you said. But that's, oh, she's doing physical therapy for her knee. Yeah, she the therapy is on her knee. For her knee. Either preposition works. Does I'm it? the editor here. <laughs> but when my way is funnier. <laughs> Your way is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It's all about playing on words. Can't wait till Stacy's here and yells at you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we can do that if i get to see her yeah maybe yeah saturday night yeah, yeah we'll have just, to try. just come hang we'll out have to and really try for it you can just come hang out either way and then it's uh, fine we can just watch the episode beforehand because it's gonna be buck wild if she's here anyway no need to have notes that's true it'll just be madness like you need notes anyway the last time we did an orphan black episode you went and said you know you've watched too much orphan black when you start your notes before the episode even starts playing (laughs) so it's not like you need them true anyway we're on galactica we're still in we just can't stay on galactica we're in marvel we're in orphan black we're everywhere else sorry bsg we love you um Adama says she's not ready, and he keeps adding weight to her knee press thing to be like, this is what you'd have to do in the shit, in the Viper. This, and then this is what happens when, right, the this first is how thing much he weight stacks, it is. He stacks a couple more plates on there and says, this is the force you have to use just to keep the pedal down. Yeah, which is a struggle for w- her. Why do they have so much back force on these pedals was my first wonder. I don't, I don't know. It's weird. They're <laughs> fucking old ships. Who knows? Oh, that's true. She was like flying a mark two they're old as balls or whatever mark it was mm-hmm. okay but yeah so he keeps doing this to prove his point and she can't hold it up and has an ouchie and says okay fine did she have that bruise on her knee the whole time yep okay i missed it. it's still healing yeah um and then he informs her that not only did she not make it the full time she wasn't even at the weight she needed to pull the g's that were going to be required yeah so she's like fine i give in i'll just sit this one out Still have a problem with G's in space. I'm just 
kind of throw that out there, you know, weightlessness and whatnot. No gravity. So Starbuck goes to give Apollo a pep talk because he's leading the op now instead of her. She's not happy about it, but she wants him to do well, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then the night before the op, Apollo can't sleep and he's sitting and staring at his Viper. Mm -hmm. Adama comes to chat with him. They have like a really wholesome little bonding moment here i was like really like Mm -hmm. um he gives him a lighter i believe Mm -hmm. that belonged to his dad joseph adama Mm -hmm. apollo's granddad yep um it has an yeah it has an inscription of his name that's kind of barely visible but you can still see it's on there yeah i saw it clear as day i saw it clear they were like you can barely see it i'm like i can see it that looked pretty clear to me (laughs) i mean you tried to throw some muck on there they did they did try I mean, if it was hard to see, we wouldn't even see it on the camera, but yeah. it was clear as day. Uh, Adama tells him that he always took it with him into his court cases. And never lost when he had it with him. Yes. Apollo says the whole ship thinks Starbuck would do better, but Adama says, I don't. And Apollo says, how can you be sure? And he says, because you're my son. Like, oh. <laughs> And that's when Stephanie had to pause and cry for 20 minutes. No. But I was like, oh, it's so wholesome because they hated each other in the beginning of the season. And, and that's when Stephanie, other. in her head, in her best tie voice said, it's so fracking wholesome. <laughs> what a fracking wholesome scene. <laughs> uh, he says he'll bring it back and Adama says, you better, I'll kick your ass. It's a good lighter. Cute. <laughs> so... The mission begins. A lot of shit's going on, and I was kind of like, what? So okay. I'll go, I'll go through it as best I can. I wrote a lot of paragraphs, but Did I you? was trying to like, so many things are happening. So we can recap the mission now, right? Yes. We've got uh, some of their uh, ships that are um, civilian ships. Civilian ships. Are going to... Uh, jump jump in out of uh, at some point and then throw some signals up to make it seem like they're going to mine mm-hmm. and it'll be far enough away that they wouldn't know that Cylons are there this way the Cylon patrols will go to blow up those ships See, and all the people that are currently on those ships are going to be they were relocated other to other civilian ships and just be a minor crew and if they don't complete their mission quick enough and the sounds are getting too close, they will jump those ships away. But then the sounds would have to come all the way back and they should be able to complete their mission. Oh, right. and, and Galactica was going to jump in behind some debris yeah, yeah. that was going to mask their presence so that they could sneak in the back door. Yes. And they're going to launch their Vipers to go do the blowy up thing. Blow up the th- where, where, whatever his name is, Gaius Baltar pointed on the map and said, that's it, when the nanobots <laughs> um, persuaded him when to When the message from spot. God came to Gaius. Right, right, the nan- nanobots. <laughs> uh, so the... The sh- the two first jumps are complete. the The mining ships, the fake mining ships, are there, and the Galactic is there. And the most most of the Cylon force takes the bait, so they launch Strike Force One. Um, we see Adama get or not Adama Apollo getting into his Viper, so we assume he's in the Strike Force One. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Adama tells Starbucks she's going to give up control and just wait for it to happen. She's having a little trouble with dealing, being in the command center and not being in the actual Viper for this. Right. He feels her. Yeah, he gets it. Because when he got old, he couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And he just really wanted to be behind the stick. She says she's never asked. She never asked for this responsibility. And he says the silence never asked what we wanted. Welcome to the big leagues. Um, then he spit out some sun seed or sunflower seeds onto the floor like every other baseball player. <laughs> I envisioned there was a spittoon there. And he was yeah. like, welcome to the big leagues. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, the Cylons spot the Viper attack force and send 50 raiders to attack them. So then they're outnumbered five to one. It's no problem. They have... The elite force. Yeah, totes. Come on. Gaius is very stressed out. He's just like walking around, like holding his hair like, ah. Yeah, because he thinks he pointed at the map at a random spot and yeah, had no he idea what no he was doing. Clue, right. yeah. They lose a couple people to Cylons and they tell them to abort the attack force. And then the Cylons turn around and come after Galactica, ignoring the decoy ships. So then Galactica's screwed. Right. But then that's when Starbuck tells Gaeta to get a message to Apollo that the back door is open. Mm. And so Gaeta tells D to get that message to Apollo. And Apollo gets the message. And then we see something open up and more vipers appear on the board heading to the base from behind. Turns out this was Starbuck and, and Adama's secret plan to hide a bunch of vipers inside of the fake the decoy ships. Yeah. They rope-a-doped them. Yes. The other attack force hidden in the freighters. And as they fly towards the base, they get attacked by some secret guns, but, you know, outmaneuver them. Um, but I think they knew about those guns because they were talking about having flak suppression ready to go. Okay. They assumed anti-aircraft. They assumed I'm anti- sure they assumed aircraft. there was going to be yeah. There was going to be anti-aircraft defense systems. defenses. Yes. That's why she said you got to stay tight to the deck. Yeah. Okay. They target the base, but the Cylons are jamming their guidance system so they can't shoot their missiles at the target, and they, you know, totally, totally miss. So now they realize they have to get close enough so that they don't need the guidance system and do it manually. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as they're trying to do this, they lose a couple more people, and they get blown up, and that's sad. Mm -hmm. So Apollo decides to try something else. He sees a clear spot and free of Cylons and decides to go into the conveyor tunnel that will lead him into the refinery. Mm -hmm. Everyone thinks he's fucking bonkers, but he does it anyway. (laughs) He is, but, but he is still freaking the frack out as he flies through this very small tunnel and he's going real fast and then he sees it ending and he pulls up just in time, (laughs) pumps the brakes to get out before he crashes into the wall. It's so maverick of him. Yes. Just going to pump the brakes and going to fly right by. He was some, some fancy flying. He was. So he flies Here, low through I'll the... I'll set the mood. You keep going. I'm just going to push this back a little bit so it's right there. Uh-huh. Right. Is that quiet enough? I think that's quiet enough. All right. You continue. Okay. He, <laughs> he finds... He's flying through the the area, whatever, and he finds the thing that he needs to shoot, the thing that Gaius told them. So he flies by, drops his bombs, and then they wait. And they wait. There's a lot of close-ups of people's nervous faces. <laughs> <laughs> and then it blows up, and it blows the whole thing to hell. 
Well, space. Wherever hell is. Hell could be space. Well, usually, we all agree it's down, and this <laughs> all went up. Space seems pretty hellish. Scary. <laughs> That's true. Um, so, Gaius, or not Gaius, Apollo reports back. Mission accomplished. And then everyone cheers and shakes hands and hugs and the happy Celtic music plays. (laughs) Gaius is in shock that he was right. Um, And then Starbuck excitedly hugs Rosalind and then she apologizes and then Rosalind's like, it's okay. And then she hugs Starbuck. It's very cute. Yeah. It was adorable. Mom and daughter showing up lovely moments. And then... They end up destroying the Cylons. They were coming after Galactica, like, pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, they were they were playing cat and dog. They were kind dog. of like an afterthought. They were like, oh, okay, yeah, we got all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's cat and dog. They knew they were better from the start. Mm-hmm. See, they knew there were going to be some casualties because those were the planned people to die. Oops, yeah. I mean, it's kind of bad to think about. Maybe yeah. they were holograms and nobody actually died. Oh, they got pretty crispy. Yeah, well, yeah, fire. <laughs> Apollo returns to the Glatzka, a hero, and Starbuck calls him a magnificent bastard and compliments his flying. Mm-hmm. Says, you know, there's something about how she couldn't have done it better or something like that or right. almost as good as me. Or She says something that complimented him and he was like, excuse me? <laughs> uh, uh, Starbuck says what? Yeah. <laughs> she gives him a stogie and they, he smokes it and they're all drinking and he's shaking his booze and he sees his dad looking proud behind starbuck and he tosses his dad the lighter back yep because he mission accomplished right it's a good lighter and he better bring it back yep and he did and gaius is back in his happy place talking to head six she asks about the pythian prophecy where it says all of this has happened before all of this will happen again she talks about how you know there's serpents in the prophecy, and you know everyone's always flying vipers. Oh, whoa! <laughs> and she says, though the outcome favored the few, it led to a confrontation at the home of the gods, which she believes was the blowing up this space thing and whatever. Getting God her, lives on an asteroid, huh? Apparently. All right. <laughs> but she also likens the summer, Cylons to gods. So. It's a summer planet. Um. He's wondering if God guided his finger to pick that spot to blow up. It was nanobots. He, she says he did well and gave himself over to God because he's part of God's plan. Nanobots. And Ga- Gaius fin- finally seems to accept this, and he says, yes, I suppose I did. There's no other logical explanation for it. Other than nanobots. <laughs> he says, I am an instrument of God. Nanobots. <laughs> the end. Mm-hmm. I physically said at home when he said there's no other possible explanation for it. I said, other than the nanobots. I mean, I'm just saying, Gaia. Uh, <laughs> so, I have a lot of fun facts. I always have a lot of Battlestar ones. Because it's old enough that people have written a lot of nerd things about it. So, terium ore is used to power FTL systems, but probably not through any fissionable reaction. Whatever that means. It means they don't blow up anything. Okay. Fission. Right. Science. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not the chemist here. It's not like the rest of their engines are burning some sort of fuel. Mm. This is not necessarily, it's probably some 
who knows electrical reaction i don't know yeah but it's not blow up reaction right uh cylon technology is clearly a colonial offshoot as one would expect from the use of tilium down to the shapes of doorways well they do say your creations will impersonate impersonate your creator and since they only they were made by humans they would obviously have human tech on them it's not like they Mm-hmm. You know, they they turn on their creators and instantly have visions of alternate technology. Right. Uh, Lieutenant Gaeta mentions in passing to Apollo that the Colonials actually know where the Cylon homeworld is, or at least its rough location. He says, they'd build a refinery this far from their homeworld? Why not? They need fuel out here just as much as we do. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of an off, whatever, rando thing, but who knows? Well, they're still in the sort of, they're still in their same galaxy, right? Yeah. I, mean, I don't even know. Do we ever? If we were to believe that all of this happens in the Milky Way, mm-hmm. then they're just passing through one galaxy. Yes. Okay. So, so they're still in their home sort of quadrant. A bit, maybe, maybe past a line that they would have never passed before, but. How many days has it been? You said earlier. Nine. Since the previous episode, but Mm. in the beginning you said... Oh, 36. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Based on the conversation between Adama and Starbuck, it appears that Mark II Viper thruster pedals use a mechanical flight control system rather than a fly-by-wire linkage. Uh This fits the concept of minimizing the use of computers mentioned in the miniseries. The same conversation also establishes that a Viper can accelerate at 6 or 7 Gs. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why they're using all these crazy pedals, because of the no computer thing. Mm-hmm. So. You know. Just answering that question that you had. Oh, Cause you yeah. Were saying- well, I'm still thinking, you know, even though uh, I could see needing those sorts of strengths when you're in an atmosphere. But mm-hmm. they're currently not in an atmosphere, so I, I don't see yeah. why it would be so hard for them to use these pedals when you're in a weightless state. Yeah, I don't know. And also, I don't get the the Gs in space. Now, I don't know if you, like, if astronauts, after they break out of the, uh, uh, you know, the, the pole of the Earth's gravity, do they still experience Gs during... Maneuvers in space? I, I don't know. I feel like you have to train for G-force stuff when you're an astronaut. Yeah, but usually that's because you're taking all those Gs while being rocketed out of the atmosphere. Oh, yeah, not like in space, actually. Yeah, I have no idea. The fleet clearly has a Tilium refinery ship among its number. Um, the religious overtones of the human silent struggle are becoming more pronounced. The title of the episode was also that of a twenty of the twenty first episode of the original series. Aside from both Adama's launching an offensive strike against Cylon forces, there is little comparison between the two episodes. However, this there is a coincidence in that the writers weren't aware of this original series episode. Really? Wait, so they named it the Hand of God? Yeah. Well, because when I was googling like notes, I kept finding the old one. And I was like, what the what? That's not what happened in this episode, and I was very And the confused. writers had no idea, okay. Apparently. That, the, that they had used that title on. They had no idea that that episode, or that they, they just didn't watch that. 
They just didn't watch that episode. Suki just clawed. No, she like barely touched my knee, but it was such a sensitive spot that it scared the shit out of me. And hurt, oh, really? Hurt. Well, she was second. stretching her. That's what it was. It was her nails her out. Evil nails. Okay. Her evil cat nails. Ronald D. Moore says that Leah Dama's flight through the tunnel is an homage to Star Wars. Huh. Okay. I can see that with Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, the introduction of the prophecy of Pythia further links the series mythology to ancient Greece. In Greek mythology, the Pythia was the priestess at Apollo's oracle in Delphi. The name itself comes from Python, the dragon slain by Apollo. The Pythia operated as a vehicle for Apollo's will to be known to those on earth. A believer would make a sacrifice and present a question to a priest. The priest would then present the question to the Pythia. The Pythia sat on a, brown, a bronze tripod in the aditum, or inner chamber, of Apollo's temple. In this sacred chamber, the spirit of Apollo overcame the Pythia and inspired the prophecy. Cool. Pythia in ancient Greece was the oracle of Delphi, and on Caprica, Hilo and Sharon are making for the religious center of Delphi. Right. As we noted earlier. Um, so a lot of Greek mythology lines being drawn here. Yes. And I already kind of said this, but did the, Apollo, uh, did the Apollos, did the Cylons allow the colonials to find the asteroid field filled with fuel? And Ron Moore says, no, they're not letting them escape. They wanted to kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't really escape. They just keep the chase going a little more interestingly for mm-hmm. a while, right? <laughs> Uh, they want to play with their food, Stephanie. I'm sure. They want to play with it. <laughs> uh, Starbuck, or not Starbuck, well, Katie Sackoff, who plays Starbuck, had a comment about this episode, which was, she despises the Viper co- cockpit scenes. It's very uncomfortable in a tight space. All of a sudden, you're claustrophobic, you're hot and sweaty, and then you're cold. You have to pee, you need water, but you can't drink it because you'll have to pee again. You have those rubber spacesuits and you get stuck to the seat. Then there's wind in your face and you're falling asleep because it's so hot. You're trying to memorize 50 pages of dialogue, all this technical mumbo jumble. And you're like, break my knee again, please. That was the best thing that happened to me in season one. <laughs> I was going to say she didn't have a cockpit yeah, scene. That's why it was relevant. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. Because she was very happy about her <laughs> broken her, knee. Her broken knee. Giving her all the space of all the big sets. Mm-hmm. So there you go. It was a really exciting episode. It was. A lot of tension. Lots of, lots of explosions. Yeah, it was good. What's our double count? Four. Yeah, I was going to say four. Yeah, Sharon, Boomer. Had six and six. Yeah, Nanobot six and then six on the planet. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Caprica <laughs> six. Caprica 6. So, yeah. Cool. Sweet. Good job. So, I guess it's time to do the housekeeping stuff. <laughs> we got to sweep, bring in Boomer. We got to sweep and bring in Boomer, yep. You can follow us on Twitter at CDoublePod. You can email us at CDoublePodcast at gmail.com. Please send us any suggestions, ideas, stories. Anything. Doesn't matter. It could be 
you know, I don't know. Send us your doppelganger story. Doppelganger story. Hometown murder. Who cares at this point, <laughs> right? Uh, for real. <laughs> Please rate and review us wherever you find our podcast, because that is the only way people will be able to find us. And so he will come after you if you don't, apparently. With her nasty nails. You can follow Steph on Instagram at Steph plus verb to see her cosplay cop progress or the race she did this weekend at Star Wars. Wars Con. And my new Endgame wig. And her new Endgame wig. And... By Royal Enchantments. Sorry. Depending on scheduling, because this week, as you're listening to this, you know that at the end of the week, Endgame, Endgame happens. <laughs> Thus all the funny jokes about you were so close, Ty. But uh, Steph's going to have a visitor in from out of town. Stacy, who we Stacey, talk about Stacy, who we often. talk about all the time. If we can swing it, we'll probably try to do a Saturday evening thing with Stacy as a guest. Yes, uh, Orphan, co- Orphan Black One. Orphan, Orphan Black One. Otherwise, there might be a skip if schedules don't happen to we'll see. be able to meld. So kind of on the wheel fly here thing You'll going find on out at the in a week <laughs> yeah either there'll be an episode or there won't be oh. and uh, so that means until next time i'm stephanie kretz and i'm bradford barth thank you for listening goodbye <laughs>